You're listening to The Marn Report. Greetings, Rock of the Marn. I'm Sergeant First Class Jason Hull with 3rd Division Sustainment Brigade Public Affairs. With me is the new Command Sergeant Major of the 3rd DSB. We're talking with Sergeant Major Campbell to get to know him, some of his ideas on leadership, and what his priorities are for the brigade. Sergeant Major, would you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you personally and how you came to serve in the U.S. Army? I am Command Sergeant Major Jeffrey Campbell. I was born January 27, 1973 in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I would say that I was born um, in a very challenging environment physically and uh, um, financially. With that, I had made some um, pretty um, uh, drastic decisions that caused uh, a lot of heartache for my mother and myself that actually led uh, to some uh, challenging times. One day, I couldn't find a way out, and so one day I was watching the uh, television, and uh, I saw Be All You Can Be uh, in the Army, and uh, so I went down and talked to my recruiter. It took my recruiter about a year to get me in because of some of those challenges. So this anecdote is a good reminder of what a difference non-commissioned officers can make in people's lives from starting the recruitment process uh, to ultimately becoming a command sergeant major. Uh, and you sound pretty grateful. If it wasn't for my uh, recruiters and the dedication that they had and the time that they spent with me, I wouldn't be here today. My recruiter actually received a plaque for the most waivers put in on one soldier. She shared that plaque with me uh, when uh, she took me out to eat, me and my wife. So you mentioned your spouse. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about your family? I've been together with my wife for 34 years, been married 33 years, July 13th. She has traveled with me throughout my military career for the last 30 years. Um, I have four children, my oldest uh, being 34 years old. She has two uh, boys, my grandsons, uh, 10 and 7 years old. My next oldest daughter is 30 years old, and uh, she has three children. Um, I've got two kids that are still at home. Uh, both of them are pursuing college. Hey, Sergeant Major, so I was looking over your bio uh, from the change of responsibility ceremony, and it's obvious that you've served as an NCO. Uh, with a diversity of assignments, many levels of the, of the Army, um, deployments. Uh, you have about all the experiences possible before coming here to Fort Stewart. I, would, uh, I joined the military in 1992. I started out my career uh, in sustainment at Fort Jackson, South Carolina, in 19, uh, August 5th, 1992. So I've been in the Army a little over 30 years. I've had the honor and privilege to serve at many levels, at all levels, up to this point. Um, I was a platoon sergeant downrange for OIF-1, uh, rolled with the 4th Infantry Division. I uh, came back, volunteered to be a drill sergeant, did that for about a year and a half, and uh, competed to be a first sergeant. I was picked up as a young sergeant first class to be um, a first sergeant uh, for Tango Company, uh, 266 Quartermaster Battalion. About nine months later, I was selected 
actually selected to be a master sergeant, a first sergeant, and I went on to uh, spend 63 months as a first sergeant. I had three companies and deployed one downrange. Uh, I came back off of uh, that last deployment and was selected to go to the uh, Sergeant Majors Academy, uh, Class 63. Our motto was all in. And um, so we moved, uh, we moved to Fort Bliss. I spent 10 months there and came out of the academy. I've served at all levels as a Sergeant Major so for the last 10 years. I've served at the AESCC level as the USAWR G4 Sergeant Major. I've been the First Corps. Uh, G4 SAR Major, and I'd also been the 296 BSB out of 1-2 Striker Brigade as the uh, Command SAR Major. I, I spent the last 18 months at HRC being the Quartermaster Branch and the FSD SAR Major, and so here I am. So would you tell us about what you'd like to do here? Uh, what's your vision for the DSB? I would like to continue the um, legacy of this great unit, the professionalism, uh, the expert sustainment that's provided to this great division. I want to make sure that we do that, that all of our non-commissioned officers stay proficient in their craft. I've waited my entire career, 30 years, to become a dog-faced soldier, and I want all of our providers to have that pride of who they are and what unit they belong to. Thank you, Sergeant Major. So what is your advice uh, and your expectations for leaders within your formations? It's not about me. It's never about me. It hasn't been for a very long time. It's all about the soldiers. And so what I would challenge every provider leader is that it's not about you. It's about taking care of the soldiers. And so my job is to take care of the soldiers and take care of the leaders, all the way from uh, promotions, being proficient in their warrior tasks and drills, making sure that they can uh, not only uh, pass the ACFT, but excel. Go out and be expert firers, right? Uh, we want experts, experts in all that we do. And so if you receive a problem for a soldier, you put it in your rucksack and you carry it until it's completed. Um, so that's what I would challenge them to be, to be experts in their field, to be true professionals, and to be great team players. While we're talking about our jobs as leaders, uh, would you tell us what is your favorite line of the NCO creed and why? So I would say um, no one is more professional than I. Uh, and why it's that one is because um, it really encompasses everything that we do. No one is more professional than I. We are a profession at arms. And so when we know and we live uh, that, then there's pride that comes from us. No one is more professional than I. I think that encompasses everything that we do. Everyone should be proud. Uh, to serve in this capacity. That means that um, everybody looks to us. And so, again, there's no greater privilege in this world than to serve, in this, uh, serve this great nation in this capacity. So we've covered what you expect of us as soldiers, as leaders, uh, but now what could we look forward to and what would we expect of you as the brigade's senior enlisted advisor? You know, I have a, a lot of opportunity to sit down and, and, you know, 
over the years I've learned that I have to fill gaps in certain places and I think that um, wherever there is a need in this brigade I'm going to try to fill that gap. I want to come uh, see the soldiers where they are whether it's in the motor pool, whether it's out on the line, in the kitchen, the SSA, uh, the SPO, wherever they are, I want to come and I want to I want to get to know them and I want to get to know what they do on a daily basis. And so uh, I just look really look forward to a being a dog face soldier and b being a provider. Okay, the Sergeant Major. So you're talking about being a leader that is present. Uh, that's be that's a very common theme in discussions I've had with senior leaders lately uh, about it being crucial at all levels, uh, to really know what soldiers are dealing with, working through. Leaders being present. So there's many different uh, ways, but we've always got to be present. One of the ways that we can be present is in the barracks, right? Um, that we're, we're ensuring that the soldiers are living in a good environment, that, um, that the environment is clean and, uh, and orderly, and that everything works. The air conditioning, that we don't have a problem with mold, and we're going to try to combat that at every angle, whether it's through leadership, the soldiers' actions that they take, whether it's on the line, it's in the facility, but leaders being there and that they actually care. So being present is uh, extremely important. So in your change of responsibility ceremony remarks, you'd mentioned that you'd experienced a very terrible injury from a motorcycle accident. Um, would you share with us uh, what was your injury and maybe a little what it was like about overcoming that. I went down, had a severe concussion. They life flighted me out. And um, so I, I suffered from um, a brain injury for about uh, 65, 70 days. I mean, I was, I, was, I was scrambled up pretty good. And so having that, this is, um, I'm, I'm in a much better place, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I got my motorcycle here. I can't wait to get involved with the motorcycle mentor program. So, Well, Sergeant Major, thank you for this conversation today. It's really helpful to know what you'd like us to prioritize and to get your insights uh, on the job as NCOs, as all leaders, uh, to succeed at building great units, accomplishing our missions. Uh, do you have any uh, parting words for listeners? What an uh, amazing opportunity, not just for me, but for everybody in this command to turn around and serve our nation's sons and daughters. There's nothing more important uh, to me and my family uh, and to serve at this capacity. And I think that if we all come in as servant leaders, all we can do is make this organization great. So um, I just look forward to being part of this family. Okay, well, we'll wrap this up. Thank you for your time today, Sergeant Major, and welcome. And uh, thank you all for listening to another episode of the Marn Report. I'm excited. It's good to meet everybody. The Army Maintenance app is a quick and easy way for soldiers, Army families, and DOD civilians to submit work orders in order to maintain their barracks, family housing areas, and workspaces. ARMA enhances the ability to securely submit and access up-to-date information about the status of work orders that have been submitted, as well as provide feedback once the work is accomplished. Users can access ARMA through the Digital Garrison app or by visiting armymaintenance.com. 
No issue is too large or too small for ARMA. Get connected directly to the service you need, no matter the time of day or night. Create your online profile today at armymaintenance.com.